let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hello, Merry Christmas, and welcome to another Outpost of Merry Heaven podcast episode. Christmas. Okay. It is almost Christmas. And it is. It I'm, just came so fast. Yeah, and it's about time. It is about time, but it also came way fast. Yeah, I love Christmas, and the Christmas, I feel like, has been a long time coming, and everybody's really excited for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are world. usually mo- are, are like unusually Christmassy. Yeah, which is good, which is good. Like, I'm glad that people are looking or or who are have been having such a hard time this year. Oh, sorry. I hit the the table. Uh, have had such a hard time this year are turning to Christmas, whether they're religious or not. They're turning to a holiday designed to celebrate the birth of Christ. Right. You can talk about you can try and parse it up and and be. Uh, cynical about it however way you want it but when it comes down to it people are looking towards a celebration of the birth of christ Mm -hmm. to help them deal uh, deal with and cope with the crazy things that have happened this year right so i think it's safe to classify the christmas season as the day after thanksgiving to the end of december yeah i think that's i mean for people that love christmas less than i do yes that is <laughs> okay <laughs> but <laughs> um i this in my mind i spend all of october thinking is it christmas time yet and then after halloween I'm like all right christmas time right so um we're about halfway through december now mm-hmm. december 16th how has this christmas season been for you andrew i have done i've really enjoyed it i think i i've i have worked harder to have really good um, really good scripture studies and to have really good prayers and to constantly thinking, how can I be better? How can I feel more connected to the spirit? Because to me, uh, the Christmas spirit is very closely tied to the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. like feeling that special connection with God. Right. Uh, and when I feel that connection less, I can't enjoy Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so I have to have that close connection with with the father in order to feel the christmas spirit um as i understand it mm-hmm. uh, and i feel like i've done a, a fairly good job um and uh, the church of jesus jesus christ of latter-day saints does a light the world initiative yeah like, we talked about that last week oh that's right like little advent cal- service calendar mm-hmm. and we've been working hard on trying to do it we've had to adapt some things uh, you've been working hard on trying to do it but you've been really busy uh, yeah. So I I haven't had as so like my business schedule hasn't been as taxing as Emily's has been um, first few weeks of December uh, so for me I've been doing that and I I found it to be really rewarding and some of the like the service ideas were like oh this is kind of weird but then when I just went through it or I pushed through and did it I was always grateful and I thought okay this is really cool I've seen how this touches somebody's life mm-hmm. this somebody's life this person's life um, but. How about you, hon? I know you've had a very different well, experience. Yes, but first can I ask, um, I think it was two days ago, two or three days ago, one of the Light the Worlds was 
Um, like one of the service yeah. challenges? So it was like scroll down to the 11th person in your contacts and like share your love for them or something. Mm-hmm. Or like wish them a Merry Christmas. How did that go? It went I really like, well. Oh, that's really awkward. Like, oh. What uh, it went really well. So there was... Um, did the, he respond? Yeah. The 11th person in my list, in my, my contacts, mm-hmm. was a church leader that I served with in our last congregation when I was in a leadership role there. Uh, and he was kind of like he was a member of the high council which are basically people who serve as kind of like extra counselors or extra help and extra trainers to uh conger like leaders in congregations mm-hmm. and so then they, they travel between different congregations and offer help and guidance and they give talks and trainings that kind of stuff uh, and so i reached out to him and said hey super grateful for your your for your expertise and for your leadership and for your mentorship and for everything you taught me because I'm in another leadership role here in my new congregation and I frequently remember things that you say and it's awesome and I really appreciate it and uh, you're doing like your service is making a difference and then he responded so awesome and was like oh thank you like this is like I'm I really enjoyed my time there I'm I'm sure you and your family are doing amazing things. Something like that. But it was just really cool. I was like, oh, okay. Good. Like, this is... Because uh, it's not someone that you would naturally reach out, reach back out to again, probably. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, he's... I would have... If I saw him in the street, I would stop and we'd have a, a really long conversation. But he's not someone that I would, like, sit down and call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Well, good. I'm glad that worked out well. Thank you. You're welcome. So, you? So, um, yeah. My Christmas season has been really stressful. And we touched on it last week. Um, but basically the first few weeks of Christmas or of December, (laughs) um, I get, I just get hammered with all of these Christmas orders. I do watercolors, custom watercolors, and, um, I know that I bring it upon myself because the money's enticing. So I take on too many orders. She's a money grubber, guys. She goes, (laughs) she is always chasing the money. No. (laughs) That's why she married me with all the big dollars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that can get exciting, especially when when money is tight. Getting another order means another sixty bucks or so, and so it's yeah. it's very enticing to take on as much as you can. And I kind of overdid it this year. I, uh, yes, I was able to successfully get the orders out, but it was causing me a lot of stress and backaches and sleep deprivation. And it's done now, which is great. <laughs> but yeah. um, it really took a toll on my um, Christmas season enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So there were things, though, that I was doing to try to make it more Christmassy and fun. Like, I really like to sit by the Christmas tree with the lights on at night and work. And what else? Christmas music. Hot chocolate. Um, hot chocolate. A few mugs of hot chocolate mm-hmm. sometimes in the <laughs> night. <laughs> um, oh, hold on. What? New wonderful thing for hot chocolate that we just figured out. So there's this thing that we did in our missions uh, called oh, slamming. Oh, yeah. And so they had these little chocolate-covered cookies that are called contiki. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a... Yeah, it's like two cookies and then some kind of like filling cream, inside. Kind of like an Oreo. Kind of like an Oreo, but much bigger. Bigger. Like three Oreos. Yeah. Not then, three Oreos thick. Three Oreos like... Wide. Wide. Like a big... 
patty. Yeah. Uh, and then you bite uh, like a sliver off of each side, like across from each other. Mm-hmm. And then you use it as a straw in hot chocolate. You can do it in different things. Um, yeah, but the hot chocolate will melt the cream on the inside and make the cookie part soft. And then you just like shove it in your face. Yeah. And so like you, and you, it's drink, so amazing. you drink it through the, the cookie and then the cookie starts melting. And so you start like drinking cookie. And then it starts to fall apart so much that you can't use it as a straw anymore. And then you just throw it in your mouth. Yeah. Oreo has a chocolate-covered Oreo. It's called the fudge-covered Oreo. Yeah, the fudge-covered Oreo. And we each had one of those, like, the the dark chocolate fudge or dark chocolate. With the chocolate filling inside. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Even better than a cone teak. Yeah, and I yeah, feel like a heretic saying that because that's what I... I, I learned to slam on. I know. But that's going to be a new, fun Christmas tradition. I mean, yeah, we all did year that. tradition. We did probably. that a lot these past couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> slam break. And it is <laughs> so unhealthy. It's like 120 calories per, per cookie. cookie. <laughs> per Oreo. Like it's an Oreo. <laughs> yeah. Just to put it in perspective. So if you're looking yeah. to lose weight, this Don't is not the, the treat for you. But if you are looking to have a fun time, yeah, the fudge-covered... Dark chocolate, chocolate-flavored, chocolate-filled Oreo. Yeah. Get some hot chocolate. Bite um, a hole on either side. A of tiny, your cookie, A tiny, tiny, tiny hole. hole. And then use it as a straw. And so, like, look at the cookie, and if you see any holes already in the chocolate... Use that hole. Use that hole or make or bite your hole on, like, right where that hole is. Yeah. Hopefully this makes sense. Yeah. If it doesn't make sense, I think we posted we can, a video. We'll post a... We will post a how-to video. Yeah, we'll do that at some point. Yeah. Next couple days. That'll be fun. So follow us on Instagram if you want to see that. Out, yeah. Outpost of Heaven. How to slam. Yeah. Um, yeah, back to the, the whole crazy Christmas season, though. I'm really excited because two yesterday, two days ago, um, I got all the orders out, and I just feel a huge, huge weight off my shoulders, and I'm so ready to just enjoy Christmas. Yeah. And I think I learned, I learned a lot of lessons this year. About how I want to manage the Christmas chaos for my business for next year. Yeah, so and so can... I'm really excited to implement those lessons. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, can I ask you a question? Okay. Okay. So what have you been doing this year? Because, okay, let me back up a little bit. Every year we say like, yay, Christmas. And then let's make sure to keep Christ through into the next year, which is great. But how do you think that you have strengthened your testimony of Jesus Christ this year? I think this year I've tried harder to have really meaningful questions. Mm -hmm. I have really vulnerable questions. And so this year, especially the past few weeks, as I've had my scripture study and as I've had as I've uh, said my prayers, um, I've worked hard to not push away questions that I think, oh, I shouldn't have that question, or oh, this question is dumb, or like, oh, the like, I, this question doesn't sound like a a question that a good Christian or a good Latter Day Saint would ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've done hard to push to uh, stop myself from asking those, uh, like, stop myself from asking those questions. And instead, I've engaged in asking those very vulnerable questions in my prayers and in my scripture study. And I found that I've my relationship with the Savior has deepened a whole lot. Um, and so things like um, 
I don't know if I necessarily want to share any of them. They, no, you don't have to share them. They're kind of personal, yeah, but that's fine. just like personal doubts, whatever they are, or like maybe not even doubts, right? They're not doubts. It's just like questions that come up. Like, mm-hmm. how does this work, mm-hmm. really? Um, like, I don't get how this was going to work out in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've done that, it's helped me strengthen my faith because I feel like sometimes I receive answers and sometimes I, I've i received an answer, but the answer's been like, like it's not my time to know that answer yet. And I know that that, dry, that is so antithetical to the way that people do things nowadays or to like the way of the world. Um, and we had this conversation the other day that I think I'm finally at a place in my journey with the savior that I trust my connection with the savior through his, through the Holy ghost more than I trust my own ability to reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a, that's a big deal for me personally, because that's how I, I'm very much a logical person. Um, and I think I've only been able to reach that, that point where I, I trust the Lord more than I trust my own like logical reasoning ability recently, like where I really feel that way. And there are moments where I don't necessarily feel that way, but the first time where I've consistently felt that way has been in the past few months. Um, and I think that idea of trying to ask more vulnerable, real questions has, has made a big difference for me. Good. I'm glad that you've been able to, to grow in that. Thank you. So what about you? Um, well, this year, we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but this year I started meditating. Mm. And that's really helped me come closer to Heavenly Father and to Jesus Christ. And I just am so grateful for the opportunity to meditate and to ponder, and I've been, my meditation journey has changed, and I know that it will continue to change, but right now I'm at a point where I, like, at first I just really wanted guided meditations, like, tell me what to think about, and I will, like, focus on that. Right now, I feel like I'm at a point where I can just, I just need calm music or calm ocean sounds or whatever it be, and I just sit very, very still and have a very open conversation with Heavenly Father in my head. Mm-hmm. Like 10, 15 minutes long, just talking about whatever. And it's just <laughs> been so great and so um, eye-opening to His love and care for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when I'm rushing through prayers, or even not just rushing, but kind of just getting into the rut of mundane and casual and normal prayers. Um, I feel like it's harder for me to feel Heavenly Father's real love for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I'm really giving him all my attention and all my thoughts and concerns and worries and happinesses and successes, then I can really feel his concern and care for me more like he's like, he's my friend, like, he's really my father, and Jesus Christ is really my savior, and he's there for me, and he's seeing me through all my challenges. Mm-hmm. So I feel like meditation has really strengthened my relationship with both Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Awesome. Year. Yeah. So you wanted to talk about, we'll talk about a few more Christmas oh, things, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one thing that I wanted to talk about, and I don't think this is going to take very long, okay. but I'm going to, like, 
quote someone who quoted someone who quoted someone. <laughs> but basically, the original source of this was William B. Smart. And he came up with the three levels of Christmas. Chris, his name is a command. <laughs> <laughs> William, be, be smart. smart. <laughs> That's so funny. No, but yeah. Um, so he came up with the three levels of Christmas. And John, by the way, quoted it in his new book. Um, what's it called? Born This Happy Morning. Oh, say that first word one more time. Born. Oh, I heard Bjorn. Bjorn the... <laughs> born This Happy Morning. Um, and he quoted that, and you listened he, to him. Yeah. So John, by the way, quoted William B. Smart. Okay. And you heard John, by the way, on... On a podcast. Yeah, on the Church News podcast. No, on the All In oh, podcast. Oh, All In podcast. Sorry, the All In podcast. Mm-hmm. I get the two mixed up. Yeah. And so I haven't read this new book, but I really want to now, especially now that I've heard more about it. But John, by the way, ends up talking about this three levels of Christmas in his new book, and basically it's like there's three levels and none of them are like the first level isn't bad it sounds bad when i don't know it sounds like superficial but basically the first level is all things christmas lights santa claus traditions elf um, on the shelf elf on the shelf christmas music christmas movies jingle bells and Toffee, decorations presents and yeah, yeah all the food stuff like that which everybody loves. It's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. And then there's the second level. What? Why are you laughing? Uh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. It's great. We love that. We all love that. Yeah, it's good. It's a good thing because it's something that blink brings uh, that brings joy and brings us closer to Christ. If right. we use it correctly. Exactly. Right? And anything that is good and wholesome is of Christ. Right. Um, and then the second level of Christmas, he called the Silent Night. And that's basically your more concentrated effort to think about the Savior. That's your pondering, your silent time, your your time to do study and prayer and meditation and all of the quiet things revolving around Christmas. And it's specifically about the Christ, like the Christ, Christ's birth? Yes. Yeah. I mean... He briefly covered this in the podcast episode that I listened to. So I'm really, really interested to see what more he has to say about it in his book. But, And then the third level of Christmas is, he said it, how did he say it? It was like, Christmas is celebrating the birth of Christ, and that's fantastic. But Christ grew in wisdom and stature, and we should be growing too with him. And so the third level of Christmas is more like focusing on him as our savior, um, focusing on his atonement. And that's basically like Easter too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really the more practical application of why why is Jesus Christ important to me? Mm-hmm. Why, why do I love him? What has he done for me? So how's that how, different than like the pondering phase? I, I mean, I don't know. I think they're connected, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but I think, I think like the third level is like a push towards the future. Like Mm. let's, let, let's move forward kind of a thing. So it's more like the action. Yeah. Like the action or the call to action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I totally just listened to the one little snippet he said about it. So I can't really answer all the Um, the nitty gritty about it. When do you think you first had a Christmas where you were experiencing the silent night? Um, probably on my mission. 
Yep, in Russia when we had I had my first Christmas there in 2013. And we had our first Christmas together, I think, in Russia. Not together, but we were like in the same area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Did we see each other? We we totally probably no, yeah, because our 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 um I don't even remember the missionaries in our district is so a group of missionaries serving in one area uh-huh. is called a district. Yeah, and so our district met and we sang Christmas carols in front of the church. Oh my gosh, you're right. <gasps> I totally forgot about that. It was so awkward. <laughs> oh, it was so awkward because like no because... one. It's not a holiday in Russia. Right, they celebrate Christmas on like January seventh. Right, and it's not really a big deal. It's like a, a a kind of big religious deal. So, but it's not super big. Yeah. Like, so the branch building, though, like the little congregation building, our meeting house was like a tiny rented space at the bottom of a tall apartment building, mm-hmm. like a really janky looking apartment building. Mm-hmm. And so we like stood outside and sang Christmas music, but... And people, like, walked by and, like, what are you guys doing? Go home. Stop it. And people were, like, yelling it's at cold. us. It's cold. Why aren't you wearing a hat? Yeah. And so like, they were, like, yelling at us. And I was like, what better way to really experience <laughs> Christmas than to be singing Christmas hymns, praising the Lord, and having a bunch of Russians yell at us for singing? <laughs> no, but it was really... I thought even... I mean, even though people didn't really care for it, it was great. For us, mm-hmm. I think it was a good experience for us um, as a, a district of missionaries and personally. Um, but then it was also, I mean, aside from the caroling in front of the church building, um, I just remember having more concentrated journaling and studying and pondering yeah. during the Christmas season on yeah. the mission. And I didn't have any presents on Christmas. You didn't? No, I think my package got there late. Oh, okay. Yeah, my parents sent my first stuff. My first Christmas package got there late, and then my second Christmas, my package got there early. Mm-hmm. Like, way early. So I was like... Your parents were probably like, well, it got late last time. Let's send it in February yeah, I, I this think, time I for think, next year. I think it got there on my birthday at the end of September for, like, the, the oh, second Christmas. Yeah. I think I opened it on my birthday. I was like, my birthday sucks, so I'm getting open with my <laughs> Christmas present. Um, yeah, so my first Christmas, it was... My first Christmas, like, without any family, and I didn't have, like, any... There were no presents, and we were in a foreign country that didn't celebrate Christmas on the same day or in the same way. And you're still, like, you don't get Christmas off as a missionary. Like, you're still expected to preach the gospel and do your missionary... Yeah, especially in that country where they don't do... Yeah, where it's not a holiday there. Right. And so it was really good to be able to just completely give the day and the whole season over to him. Yeah. So that was really cool. Yep. And I, I think you're right. I think it was for me as well. Maybe the last couple Christmases before I left on my mission, I started to kind of focus more on the silent night. Mm-hmm. Um, but comparatively, it wasn't really until my mission that I finally got that. I'm still trying to understand the difference between the second and the third phase. Me too. I want to read the book. We should read it. Yeah. I feel like in my mind, I conceptualize it as the, sec- the second phase being like pondering and and studying and thinking about what well, it means for you. And then the third phase is acting on it. Yeah. It's and like, how, the, like serving and sacrificing and trying to right. go out and make people's lives better, not just thinking about it, mm-hmm. but acting on it. Uh, yeah, that's a good perspective. 
and how I think about it is the second phase is focusing on his birth and the third phase is focusing on his life and his resurrection right. and atonement. But I don't really know because I haven't read the book. Yeah, that's that would be how I interpret it. I think yeah. is a good good way to delineate it mm-hmm. because I do think there's, you know, the most satisfying Christmases are the ones where I'm able to really get to the next levels, uh, where it ceases to be just like a, a cultural phenomenon that's like fun and gumdrop filled and you know those kind of things, mm-hmm. and get to it like a very spiritual place where it's a a sacred time where it's not just a fun time but it's a sacred and divine and special time Mm -hmm. where it's a time consecrated unto the lord right and i don't think that the levels mean that we should always like we should strive for the third level and like when you get to the third level the other ones like you don't do the other ones right i think like a it should be a combination. You should have all of them. Right. Well, especially because it it largely is a progression, right? Right. Like, um, the fact that we have all of the fun little, you know, the kind of culture and the mythology and the the stories and the candy and, and the, the songs and the magic behind it, um, that is kind of what makes some, makes it special. Mm-hmm. for children yeah. and for us. I mean, it helps us as well. So that makes it special. Phase one makes it special, but phase two and phase three make it sacred. Mm-hmm. Or like oh, a fa- I like that. Like phase one makes it special. Phase two makes it sacred. Phase three makes it consecrated. I like that. There we go. Special, sacred, and consecrated. Mm-hmm. So I would say like sacred is something that is important and special to us. And it brings us closer to God and we feel the presence of God. Mm -hmm. But then consecrated is where we don't just feel the presence of God in our lives, but we give ourselves over to the Lord and then we start doing his will. Yeah. Because and and his will is also going to include phases two and phase one. Mm -hmm. But phase three is where we as if as I'm understanding it, it's when we really um become fully devoted to the Lord and become a disciple of Christ, which means we don't just sit around talking about Christ. We do, we act, and we do the things that are expected of of followers of Christ mm-hmm. by by Christ. Yeah, wow. Boom. Mic drop. Thanks. We can't drop we this can't mic drop. drop. This. It's on the stand. <laughs> yeah. And we wouldn't want go. to. Mic drop. That was like mic earthquake. Mic. <laughs> mic quake. Okay. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. I love Christmas, guys. I love it so much. We hope that you have a very merry and magical and Christ-centered Christmas. Yeah, and I, I, I hope that. I know so many people are going are going through hard times, both emotionally and financially and spiritually, but know that in the midst of any trial, the Lord is there. Mm-hmm. Like I've just I've seen it so many times in my life that He is just so intimately engaged in our lives and he knows that you're there he knows the things you're going through and he is actively looking out for you and is going to make these struggles and these trials come out to your benefit if you let him now if you don't let him um consecrate these these trial these trials and struggles for your benefit 
they are also they're going to continue to affect you and impact you but they're going to continue to impact you in a, in a negative way so let him consecrate these struggles and this is a year where there is a whole lot of potential for really detrimental loss mm-hmm. both emotional physical spiritual financial that but there's a lot of opportunities to choose him yep and to and to double down on our devotion to him. Mm-hmm. And and really in the eternities, that's going to be the most important part, yep. right? It's not going to be like, we're not going to remember the job. We're not going to remember like the, the, the financial struggle. We might, not, we might not even remember the, the coronavirus, but we will forever reap the blessings of increasing our commitment to the savior. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. So Mary, freaking christmas <laughs> merry christmas <laughs> um do you have a love oh oh my gosh yes yes i do Dave. i love our less our loves and less than loves if you love them too please reach out to us or don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i really like this segment that we started okay. so uh my love is that we've been um kind of pretend dog shopping <laughs> <laughs> We both really want a dog, but we know it's not the right time. Oh, yeah. I want but one. But I am on, like, this Louisiana Dogs for Adoption Facebook page, and I scroll a few times a day <laughs> <laughs> with zero intention of doing anything about it. But we just really want a dog. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the problem is... But like, the, the dog shopping is fun. Yeah, and the dog that would fit our phase of life right now is not a dog that we actually want because we probably need a dog that doesn't need as much attention as far as like physical activity right this second um because we have a new baby and everything that's going on but we want a very active dog yeah and we want to be very active with him but right now it's just not not the time yeah but in the future keep your eyes out you guys they're going to look for a dog for us? They're going to look for a dog for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we want a big dog. It's good with families. And... I want a Belgian Malinois. Yeah, those are not very pretty. Oh, they're so pretty. You just said they were pretty the other day. Don't you they're lie to me. They're sometimes Don't pretty. you lie. Oh, they're just not. Mm, they're not the prettiest. They are so pretty. I'm in love with like 10 different breeds right now. Like equally in love. With oh, there's one breeds. that everyone should look up. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up again. It is a. It's so ugly. Uh, Karelian bear dog. Karelia. His face looks like a bear. Looks like a freaking bear. Or they also have a... What else are they known as? The the Karakachan. The Karakachan bear dog. Karakachanskaya. Yeah, well, it looks too much like an actual bear. Like the face is a bear face. It's freaking awesome. I love it. I want it so bad. So if you have one and you're looking to give it away... Call me. they're going to give away a rare breed. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my less than love okay. is I less than love um, finding the sweet spot with shoelaces on new tennis shoes or new running shoes. So when you're when it's you're fine. when you're running, maybe it's just because of my no, it's not just because of my foot because it happened on my happens on my right foot too which is my good foot. My left foot has partial amputation. It's all gnarly, yada, yada. But the um, when I get a new pair of running shoes, I tie it how I think it needs to be tied. And very frequently, it's too loose. 
and I feel my foot wobbling around, so I stop and I tie it tighter, and it, then it becomes too tight, and then my foot like starts to go numb after a while of running, and so I have to like play with it until I get like the right amount of tightness throughout like the shoe. I feel you're a little bit like OCD about your feet because your last less than love was about socks. OCD. I have <laughs> half a foot. I, I am inconvenienced more than the average person <laughs> by feet things. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought yep. it was funny that... You're right. I didn't even realize that. But yeah, that is my less than love. It's funny. I do, I do, I'm very particular about shoes and yeah. shoe things. And he takes forever to shop for shoes because of his foot, uh, foot. My foot. His, his my foot, foot issues. Issues. <laughs> I don't even know what that accent is. My foot issues. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. I, I do have feet issues, and so that means... Or I have a foot issue. I have a single issue about one foot. A single foot. foot. <laughs> yeah. I have a foot issue that makes it more difficult to buy shoes and makes me have a lot of less than loves about feet. Have you ever tried just buying two pairs of the same shoe in different sizes and then wearing them? My insert wouldn't fit. I need to get a separate insert. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's I would easy. look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't really think of that. Yeah. Especially cool. because one of my feet is an 11 and a half and the other is like a seven. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like I'm like a 10 and a nine. It's like, right. It's like a, a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like four funny. sizes different. <laughs> so, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. We love you. Again, we're not going to have an episode come out next week on right. Christmas Eve. So we'll Eve. see you, th- not Thanksgiving. Pfft. Where am I? Is it New Year's? Or the... I think it's New Year's Eve or New Year's. New Year's Eve? Yeah. Okay, we'll see you New Year's but Eve. But yeah, um, for Christmas, if you want to give us a Christmas gift. A Christmas yeah, gift? If you want to give her a Christmas gift. Stop making a place. I'm having a hard time with words tonight. Please tired. subscribe. Leave us a review, a nice review. Think about what kind of review you would want to get on Christmas for your Christmas present. And then give that review. Yeah. Or share the podcast with with a friend uh, who you think would enjoy listening to us. So we, we love you. Keep the faith. Bye.